With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio to open God's eternal Word and to study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, and verse number 14. Here, as I've been saying throughout the days of this week, is God's recipe for revival. Notice the verse of Scripture. God said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. God is simply saying, if my people, which are called by my name, will do four things, humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then God said, I will do three things. I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. We started looking at this verse of Scripture, and I mentioned three areas in the recipe of revival that I want to deal with. First of all, there is the people of revival. And we've looked at this for the last two days. I want to just briefly review, give you another quick thought, and then move on in the study of the Word of God today. But not only there's the people of revival, but there is the plan of revival And then thirdly, there is the promise of revival that is mentioned in this verse of Scripture. Notice, first of all, if you will, please, the people of revival. God said, if my people, which are called by my name. And I said to you that the problem that we encounter here is that just about everybody you run into claims to be God's people. So we're looking at the Word of God to determine who the Bible says belongs to God. What identification marks are there that we can look at and identify God's people? And I'm giving you three of these. First of all, I said to you that God's people are a purchased people. We have been bought with the price of the blood of the darling Son of God. The word redeem means to purchase by paying the price. And I pointed out to you several passages of Scripture. We learn in the latter part of Acts chapter 20, verse number 28, the Bible talks about the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 20, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
And then we saw in 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse 18 and 19 that we're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. And again in Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 7, the Bible said, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So I said the first identification mark of the people of God is they are a purchased people. We do not do our own thing because we do not belong to ourselves. We belong to him who died to buy us back from the bondage and slave market of sin and take us into his own family and set us free in the grace of God. Then second, I said to you that you can identify God's people not only by the identification mark of the fact we are purchased, but second, we are purged. When God saves a sinner, he does not save him and leave him in sin, but he saves that sinner from their sin. The Bible said in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 5, the last part of that verse said, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sin in his own blood. Now, there is a two-way washing here. When God saves a sinner, he washes the sins away from that sinner. But he also washes that sinner from his sin and removes us from our sin and our sin away from us. The Bible again describes a group of people in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 9. But in verse number 11, the Bible said, And such were some of you, but you're washed. You are sanctified. Ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So God's people are a purchased people. We're a purged people. But then thirdly, let me mention, God's people are a peculiar people. Now, not everything that is odd is of God, but God's people are a peculiar people. Notice the peculiarity that marks God's people found in the book of Titus chapter number 2, verses 11 through verse number 14. The Bible said, For the grace of God, which bringeth salvation, hath appeared unto all men. There you have a picture of the transforming power of the grace of God. And then he said in verse number 12, that that same grace that saves us we began teaching us how to live. Notice what verse 12 says. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Verse number 13 talked about how that the grace of God will cause us to be looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But now listen to verse number 14. The Bible said, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. What is the peculiarity of God's people? God's people are zealous of doing good works. 
We no longer desire to live a life of sinfulness and selfishness and self-centeredness, but our desire is to live for Him and glorify and honor the Lord Jesus Christ. So I say to you that God's people are a purchased people. They are a purged people, and they are a peculiar people. And if we ever see revival, it will not come through those outside the church, but it will come through the people inside the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The outside world may get wicked. They may persecute us and prosecute us, but they cannot hinder revival. They can neither make nor break revival. Revival is dependent upon God's people. So we see the people of revival is God's people. Now I want you to come to the second thought with me today, and we're going to begin looking at the plan of revival. God said, if my people will do four things, humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. God lays out four things in his plan for revival. And may I say to you, no three of them is sufficient. It requires all four of these parts for revival to be experienced. Also, let me say to you, these four are laid out in divine order. Look at them just a moment. Number one is humble yourself. Number two is pray. Number three is seek God's face. Number four is turn from your wicked ways. Now, if you will humble yourself, then you'll have no problem praying. And if you really go to praying, you'll have no problem seeking God's face. And then when you go to seeking God's face, you'll have no problem turning from your wicked ways. But if we could get people to turn from their evil ways and their wicked ways without first humbling themselves and praying, then all we would do would be produce Pharisees out of them. But God's order is given in the right order. First of all, in God's recipe for revival is, if my people will humble themselves. An amazing verse of scriptures found in the book of James chapter 4, verse number 6. Here the Bible said, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Do you say, what is humility? Humility is not a position of the body, and it's not a tone of the voice, and it's not some emotion that you might show. But humility is exactly the opposite of pride. You cannot have pride and humility at the same time. And today you either are a pride-filled, self-centered person, or you're an humble, Christ-centered person. You cannot be both. So the Bible said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Again, the Bible said in James chapter 4, verse number 10, humble yourselves therefore in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Again, the Bible said, 
in 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse 5 and 6, very close to those same words that James gives to us in the Word of God. The Bible said, Likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And again, the Bible said in Luke chapter 18, verse number 14, For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Friend, may I say to you the first step in God's plan for revival. Can I use a country expression? It is that we as God's people come down off of our high horse, quit thinking so much of ourselves, humble ourselves before God, see ourselves as God sees us, exalt the Savior as God sees Him, and humble ourselves in the sight of God. We will never see revival until we come to the place of humbling ourselves before God. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of Internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Are you not-